0: This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1,366. This is Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter, and welcome. I recorded an interview last week with Michael Allen Tate, uh, the author of a book called The White Shirt Book a lovely little book uh, and Designing a Meaningful Life and it is about finding meaningful work. It's about a 32-minute interview that I recorded and I think you'll like it a lot. Now, I just want to be clear most of the time, almost all the time, I do short shows but when I do an interview with someone or I have a longer subject to cover, my, my shows will be longer. This one, like I said, 32 minutes for the interview there's a little bit of an intro, there's a little bit of an outro at the end, but regardless, listen to the show, it will be helpful to you. And with that, let's get going. So my guest is Michael Allen Tate, who's the founder of On The Same Page Consulting. Mike works with successful executives, entrepreneurs, and technical professionals looking for a simple action-focused plan to effectively manage career transitions. He's the author of, get this one, Design a Life That Works, and his newest, which I I thought was delightful, The White Shirt, Mm. which is find your peaceful and life-giving career at any stage. Mike, welcome. I appreciate
1: you making time today. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I've uh, admired your website. Your podcast for a while. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. And tons of (laughs) it, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, there is plenty of it. (laughs) Uh, Without question. Um, How
0: did the idea of the white shirt come to you? It's it's an interesting premise. And Uh uh, how did you come up with that idea?
1: Oh, well, uh, I wrote my first book, Design a Life That Works, about uh, eight or nine years ago. And there's one chapter called The Peaceful, Finding a Peaceful Career. That was the most popular chapter. And so I took that idea. And then um, I belief that story is the key to learning and remembering anything. And so I'd had this story about these four boys in Persia who kind of found their way. And uh, put that together just to help, help make the story and the principles more memorable and enjoyable than just reading text about finding
0: work. Yeah, And it worked for me. I'll just say that. Folks. Thanks. So the book is really about. Uh, finding the right career finding purposeful and meaningful work that could be, you know, whether it's your first job or your 41st job Yeah, and um, (laughs) finding meaning in your work and in your life. Yes, And, um, as I said before, it's a lovely story, but, um, we're not going to, we're not going to tell the story here because we want you to buy the book.
1: Okay. (laughs) And, uh, and the book's only an hour and 10-minute read, so if it, you don't like it, it won't last that long. You know, at least you can get through. <laughs> it's, it's not torture, folks. It's a it's a, it's a pleasant hour. It time. is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was fun writing it. Yeah.
0: So when someone is thinking about, let's use this as a career transition or finding this work that has meaning. Mm-hmm. Where do they start? You know, it, it, and we're not going to do the story format from the book, but where do they really start in terms of finding meaningful work for them?
1: Yeah, well, if someone came to me and said, I won't, I, I'm just sick of my work and I don't know what to do, and what, I would tell them to write down every day at the end of the day the, the tasks, the activities they did at work they enjoyed the most, maybe a couple of them, and the things that drove them crazy. And after about a week of doing that, what they really, really want gets pretty clear because they first know what they don't want, which is all the stuff on the right-hand side of the page. So that's uh, and then in the book, the process and thing I found very helpful is doing a, a career family career tree because we do have in us a DNA, I believe, of uh, you know we never really get over our parents and and they in fact our career more than anything. So that first piece even had I worked with a guy now we're I actually wrote the white shirt book because executives kept sending their kids to me. And I I took these drawings I have in the book and these illustrations where I could tell a kid in about 30 minutes how to find their career and work, and I put it into the book. And so, uh, but the first step is actually to look at your your family. And uh, so the kids all did that, and they realized they had different occupations in the background and just helped them, you know, get clarity on what, make a choice whether they wanted to go that way or go the other way. But then I had a guy that was 63 years old who retired. He was in a community organization as a a director, and he can decide what to do. So we did his career tree, and he had bankers all in his background. So he went to some of his relatives in banking and said, I want to change. I've got these community service things. So then now he's a community relationship director for a bank. So going back to seeing what brung you, you know, what was it that bring you just really helps you get clarity about the future? That's the first step I would say to this.
0: So I'm going to use myself as the model on this one. Okay. Uh, so I'm in my late 60s at this point. And if I look at my family tree. I thought you were 50. Sorry. You know, they only do that when you've gotten old. <laughs> <laughs> and you're I'm laughing. Sorry. You know I, You know I'm right about
1: that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: So, in my family, my dad uh, originally was a bookkeeper, and eventually he bought the business that he worked for. Because it, it would have uh. gone out, and he was at a point in his life where you know, he understood in his late 50s, to go look for a job was going to be impossible. Yeah. So, so, he wound up co-owning a small business in New York. Eventually sold it and was able to retire from the sale. My mom hmm. was a homemaker. Uh, and um, as yep. such, she ran the business of the house. Tough mm-hmm. as nails, very firm and determined. That's the nuclear family. My brother went into financial services. My my father's family was pretty well killed during pretty much killed during World War II. There was one journalist uh, huh. that survived. Right, and uh, the rest of the family is really on my mother's side. So uh-huh. there was a scholar, a, uh, a a government employee, a homemaker, uh, who was a seamstress, as I think about it in more detail. Folks, this right. is not, this hasn't been pre-thought through, if you haven't picked up on this. Uh, and there was another sister, I'm drawing a blank on, on that one, and what yeah. her history was. But that's my family tree. Yeah. And as I would review it, um, I, I knew I didn't want to do what my dad was doing. You know, they mm-hmm. tried to get me involved in that family business. For the wow, longest Yeah. Time. That really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I I've, the way I've always approached it is, what don't I want to do? Right. So uh, I would start but, with,
1: because that list is pretty easy to formulate. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. And most in, people don't. Yeah, most people don't know what they want. So, but and you, got your dad's a little on, short. you got your dad's entrepreneurship, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and his
0: determination as well. Yeah. My mother had that quality too, but my father has that kind of determination uh, that has shown up in my life to persevere
1: and just grind it out. Right. Yeah, those. You know those values that they share with us, we never lose for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the uh, you know I I first discovered the power of kind of writing down what you want because I have this belief. If you look at my little white my little videos on my website, that most people don't know what they want, but they're pretty sure they don't have it. And so, uh, and even if they knew it, they. <laughs> and give us the
0: website address. Give us the website address now, while it while it's still fresh. I know we're going to do it later on,
1: but yeah. Oh, whiteshirtbook.com uh, Whiteshirtbook.com is the the uh, the book, and uh, that's the place to go to see a little videos there. So, yeah. thank you. There. thanks, great. Yeah, uh, I, we'll be doing that again later. Okay. Yeah. The uh, so anyway, when I was working with a big consulting firm, I got uh, really bored at what I was doing. I was traveling around. On the road all the time. I was managing 20 consultants when I realized what I love to do is this. this help, we're helping people one-on-one. So I actually wrote, to, wrote a plan for myself on one sheet of paper about what I wanted in my career. I never shared it with anybody at the company because I, really, I didn't have a good mentor there. So I shared it with a friend of mine outside and we talked about it and he helped me kind of refine it. And within three months, the company literally created that position I had written on that piece of paper. So, actually, it, so it wasn't about leaving. It's about getting clarity. You know, clarity. Once you get clarity, then things start to happen that are almost unexplainable. So, I'm going to do one slight detour and say
0: mentor in an institution you know, is designed to be a trusted ally, but they work for the firm. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, most mentors are you know, they're being asked to be free coaches, and yeah. they don't necessarily have your interests at heart. Because ultimately, they've got this other thing hanging over them, which is the institutional responsibility. And there are exceptions, obviously.
1: Yeah. And I had an exception when I was in college. I was working at UPS. I loaded trucks in the morning from 3 in the morning till 10, and I went to school the rest of the day. And I, had a, um, I, was, going to, I was going to work for UPS in the industrial engineering department. I'm about to go into it. And my guy who, who was my supervisor came to me and said, Mike, do you really want to push packages for the rest of your life? And I looked at him, and I said, what do you mean, Connie? His name was Connie Parsons. And Connie said, well, you know, I'm going to law school, and I think you got a lot more to offer than working here. And he was the one that encouraged. That was the one mentor. You know, you get a few of those in your life that kind of change your life just by asking one question. Yep. And, boy, did he ever do it. So,
0: so, so far we've, we've got this notion of, you know, looking at the family tree uh-huh. Of your life professionally, right. and then the one-week review of tasks and functions that you perform, and the right-hand column—it's the ones you right. really dislike—and the yeah. left-hand column—it's the ones that you like. And the probability is the dislike is going to be larger than the like.
1: Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so um, and so that helps you focus on. Really, if you can do the don't do list and put the opposite of it, it'll give you the same outcome. That's sometimes the easiest way. I call that the power of negative thinking. I think Mm -hmm. negative is the positive. So, uh, and next you would just look at some of your accomplishments. The second step would be, you know, and that's in a lot of books where you look at accomplishments and say, uh, I call it, uh, you know, there's three questions in the book. The first one is, who am I? The second one is, where's my place in the world? And the third one is, how do I get it? Or how do I find it? Most people start with, how do I find it first? Instead of saying, so who am I, who am I, what, what's my DNA for my parents? What are the skills I just innately love to do? What are my core values that I need in the place that I work? And that kind of tells you who you are. And then where's my place in the world comes from your interests. What are you innately love to be around? Some people love airplanes. Some people love science. Some people love, but that interest tells you industry. So um, uh, a job is like wearing a hat and standing in a field, you stand in a, an industry field, and you wear a hat called a job title, and so you gotta, that, that, so that's who I am, where's my plate, and you can find that, and the next step is, uh, once you put that together, you write all that on one sheet of paper, and you go in and you share that with people that you know, and never ask for a job opening, just ask for advice on my career plan. Now I guarantee you, if you call someone, you're out of work, you're doing, or I'm saying I'm getting kind of tired of my work, uh, could I talk with you? And they say, well, send me a resume. And they say, well, yeah, I'm still working on that. I do have a plan I'd like to get your advice on. And people almost drop the phone. Like, what? A plan? It's like, would you start a business with a brochure or a plan? <laughs> you know, so, so what's the deal? So so you take that plan, and it has a list of organizations you'd like to work in, a little s- synopsis of you, just real simple. It's on the website. You can see samples of High schoolers all the way to retirement of sample but people that put these plans together and use them. But the key to all this is to remember ask for advice and you ask for a job and you'll get advice. Ask for advice, you might get a job. So, uh, but ask for it in the right way, not as network. So many people see networking is trying to find people who are hiring and going to see them. No, I'm telling you, sometimes it is the uh, executive assistant who's going to be the best. <laughs> guide for you in that organization to get you to talk to the one person uh, who can uh, help you, you know, get a interview. So,
0: and I always encourage people to talk to everyone. Yep. Because you never know where it comes from. And folks, if, if you've watched some of my other videos, you may have heard me tell the story about the guy who's looking for a job and his cleaning person overheard him and asked for a copy of the resume. And this goes on for multiple weeks until his wife right. eventually says, give her the resume already. And he later discovered that her husband was the president of a local bank and she did yep. cleaning as an act of faith and humility. And thus, again, you never know. And if if you think you can cherry pick everyone, you're mistaken because you don't know the wife, husband, or partner of the bookstore owner or the (laughs) other (laughs) merchant that you're talking with. But if in the course of conversation, you mention your interest in something, not asking for a job, (laughs) just to be clear, because I agree with you about this one, Mike. Uh, that without question, if you ask for a job, you always get advice. Yeah, and No one offers you. No one gives you the job.
1: No. Uh, same thing. I had a guy who was in manufacturing, a, pro, a process engineer, and manufacturing lost his job. I, I, I had him just write down a list of organizations and put it in his pocket on an index card. That's all he carried with him. He sat down to get some tires the lady was sitting next to him. What do you do? He said, "Well, I'm kind of in between. I'm looking. I'm a process expert." And um, she said, "He said I'm looking for some work." And she said, "What?" And he pulled out his list and said, "Well, here's some organizations I'm interested in. Do you know anything about them?" And she said, "Well, that one, my husband's the president of." <laughs> guess what it was? A hospital. He went from manufacturing to doing processes inside of a hospital, and. And because of a conversation in a tire store, and he but but he didn't say but he had that I had people all carry an index card with your list of companies on it and just talk about that and uh, anyway that because uh, you know what you probably feel like a, about HR kind of the way I do that uh, I am very respectful to HR professionals.
0: However, I always tell people if you're uh-huh. submitting a resume, never ever submitted through an applicant tracking system or to HR. Always find someone who's involved with hiring.
1: Yeah. And I find people have a hard time understanding this concept that you and I are talking about, Jeff, because they have a model in their head that there's a job hunting system out there that if you put your resume in, it'll go through this and this and it'll get to the right person, which is the biggest lie that ever was. What there is, every company has a table, like I'm sitting out here, and every week the managers get together at that table, and they say, we have a problem here we need to solve, or we have an opportunity we see coming. You know anybody could, could do that? We don't want to go, it'll take us forever to get through HR, and they they don't really understand it anyway, and they'll and the, the recruiters, every time they're trying to sell someone, they last about a year. You know, recruiters, you can get a job, but typically it doesn't last very long. And so that's the concept. If you can r- realize that co- the decisions are made at that table, not through a system, and you walk out and you share with your friends this, you know, it's like you have one friend who tells another friend, you, you should talk to my friend. And all of a sudden, someone at that table says, you know, this guy came and talked to me this week, and he, he didn't have a resume. He just asked me for advice on his plan. Now, he had a plan. Uh, you think you ought to talk to him? And so that's how job – that's the, the wrong strategy. When, when I, I had lost my job years ago, and I went to a career counselor, Jeff, and he said uh, – he did a test, told me I should be an HR professional. And because of my background, my training, and, of course, I was trying to change careers, and when he sent out 500 resumes. That's in the paper times, you know. I got one response, one. Yeah. I get the interview, and I don't get the job. I'm thinking, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. I chose the worst, tra- the one strategy in the world that will keep you depressed is sending out, sending out resumes. And uh, it, once I figured that out, actually, Jeff, that's called out. Uh, that's a crisis in my life that turned into my calling. I said to myself, I'm never going to let that happen to anybody else again. And so that's why I got in this work that I do. That was my pivotal point there. And folks, when you think about it, in the example that Mike just
0: gave, you know, the firm that he employed to help him were a bunch of spammers. And in in the time that you were probably doing this, there were services that would talk about email blasting your resume. We've got this selective list of 40,000 people that we can (laughs) blast your resume to. Yeah. The current equivalent is we've got an email list versus the paper list. And Mm -hmm. they have firms sign up, and the data dictionaries for these things are awful. You know, it's geography, it's industry. Maybe it's a function, but nothing really specific. Two or three categories, that's it. And then they start sending out resume after resume. And I remember this from when I was in search. I, you know, It didn't take me long to discontinue the receipt of these resumes. It was a colossal waste of time. Uh, and yeah. you're paying for that, folks. Yeah. Thus, it's so much better to start targeting organizations like Mike is talking about here and thinking mm-hmm. in terms of, My version of what you're speaking about is who do you want to be when you grow up? Why? Why do you want to do this? And, um, you know, what's the challenge you think you might face? So you can start taking that head on as well and start looking at taking steps on ideally a daily basis toward moving the needle forward in that direction. And the book has some lovely alternatives that we're about to get back into. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we've, right. got, we've got them carrying around a, lit, a plan, of, a plan of what they want to be doing, and the resumes at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the resumes are relevant, folks. At this page stage, if you're doing a career transition, what's the resume going to tell them anyway? Seriously, no. HR will use it to screen you out, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly right there's any no experience doing this what's she done along these lines nothing but yeah. people organizations hire human beings mm-hmm. they don't hire pieces of paper and the idea is to be magnificent in front of individuals who can influence decisions or provide introductions so that they know like trust and respect you right, right. so we've got them walking around doing conversations, informational interviews, where they're not asking for a job, where you're looking for advice. Right. Uh, what happens next
1: when they start dating? <laughs> uh, uh, well, the, uh, what happens in this process is you'll make more friends than you've ever <laughs> made in your life because nobody, uh, everybody loves to give advice, everybody. And you start asking about how they got in their career and how that led to this. Uh, and you'll just uh, so after you do that, then you go to see someone. Uh, the key to to that is if I were drawing here, I would say, you know, when if this is a hundred and this is zero, and you're talking to them, your their memory is at a hundred percent, and they're going to say, "I'm going to think about you and remember you." And you walk out there thirty minutes later, it's down here. So what you have to remember <laughs> those lies people tell. <laughs> or, well, no, they just get busy. They're all in t- intending to do that. But the be- the best thing you can do is like advertising. Every week, send them an email, call, give them a call. Don't ask; just let them know you're still alive. Because if after two weeks if they haven't heard from you, they assume you have a job. Mm-hmm. So just like every every week, just send them an email, a text, a voicemail, just to say I'm not. Just wanted you know I'm doing what I'm doing out here. Kind of keep people in the loop. And the other thing is when you meet with folks, and they'll say, "Well, let me call old old uh, Jerry over here." Let him know about you, and you'll. And it's just when they say that they think you you can see in their eyes. They went, "Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I don't have time to do that." So you say to them, "Well, Jim, I know you're awfully busy. If you, if it would help you, I'll just call Jerry and mention your name. And would that be okay with you? That way, to kind of take you. If you want to contact him, fine. But let me just help you out and do that. And people, you can almost hear the oh. Right. Because they know they're going to do that 30 minute thing later and forget about you. So, Exactly uh, right. Now, yeah.
0: I, I'm going to be playful with you here, if I may. Okay. And sure. I recognize that accent of yours is not from New York or California. And so what an insightful the, guy. Yeah. I'm I'm very perceptive like yeah. that. Yeah. And with that, I'm wondering how some individuals will think you know, who are, know, the urban, non-urban, because this is the way it's going to be perceived. Yankee, right. which is the way mm-hmm. people in the South refer to you, northern urban folks, versus right. southern. Uh, so if you think this is purely a southern thing or a rural thing, and by the way, Mike doesn't live in, in a rural area, but I'm just sure. going to play the stereotypes that some of you have when sure. you hear that accent. Mm -hmm. Pay attention because I will tell you how I filled a lot of jobs when I did recruiting doing exactly this thing. And now as a coach, this is exactly the strategy I work with people to do is network with people to ask for advice, input, who do you know who might, you know, it's all the same kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you think this is purely something that, you know, doesn't work in your area, I'm I'm looking at the camera now. You are wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It works yeah. everywhere. It works everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh well it's it's always worked that way. And if you ask anyone, uh go ask ten people and seven of them will tell you how, how they found their job and they'll say it through a friend or somebody I talked to. And still the resumes are out right there because people have a hard time. It, it's difficult, especially if you lose your job. And you and I both, I worked in outplacement years ago. I don't work in that anymore. But man, you know, when you lose your job, it is emotional, especially for men. Uh, That's identity's lost. You're kind of ashamed to walk out and talk with people. And so uh, you know, I always tell people, take a few weeks kind of and write down. One of the things that helps people who lose their job, in my opinion, more than anything, is, is to write down how they feel about, this job loss every day for about a week. It'll kinda help you get that out because, and you gotta find a friend to talk to about it because if not, when you get an interview, guess what's gonna come out? Your anger towards those people before. So find somebody you can unload on, pray, whatever you need to do to, you know, to get that, uh, those feelings which are natural out of your system. Yeah. And and folks,
0: you know, I'm, I'm an MSW. I did psychoanalytic training. Mike is absolutely right. You've got to discharge this before you walk into the room. in your know, first interview, even your first networking meeting, mm-hmm. so that it's it's diminished in your system. I can't say it's out, but you want to diminish its power so it doesn't leak out. And people say, boy, that's a really pissed off woman there. My <laughs> guy is really carrying a lot. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Now, these yeah. are all the stereotypes that show up when you know people walk in in interviews and this kind of stuff leaks out. It's very painful, so by all means, and I know in the book you talk about pairing up and in effect creating accountability partners right. as you start working toward moving the needle forward and grinding out everything in your in your meetings and your networking and such. Would you speak more to that, please?
1: yeah, uh- yeah, this—the white shirt's the only career book ever designed, literally, to be done with a friend, because it—you uh, know—two are better than one. Because if one fall down, to be another to pick pick them up, and that old proverb that we've heard, but it's true. I and mean, if you look at all the—you uh, look at Steve Jobs, who's by, everybody has another person there that's. Uh, and when you're going through this kind of thing, you get discouraged pretty easily. So I, that's what we try to pair people up, find a friend to do the book with. It'll work. You know, a lot of people want me to do it, but, you know, I'm pretty expensive. <laughs> so, uh, But, uh, you know, get the, yeah, find a friend to work with you. You have someone who can do goods and the bads and kind of keeps you. And all of us know that. I mean, just working together with a friend is always better.
0: And for those of you who feel like it's embarrassing, I want to be clear about the kind of frame because I have an opinion about this. There are a lot of people who will attempt, especially if you're trying a career transition, there are a lot of people who are going to try and discourage you at the sign of the first hiccup that occurred. Oh, I told you you couldn't do that. And you know, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was New York or L.A. It takes time to do a transition. And if you think this is a one-week process with the miracle occurring by Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock, no. This is a process that's going to take some time where you'll have to do some things over a prolonged period of time to keep moving the football down the field. I'm doing this before the Super Bowl. so We're doing the football analogy. You keep grinding out three yards in a cloud of dust, and next play is four yards, and then four and a half, and you've got a first down. You start all over again. And you keep moving and moving and moving and grinding it out until you cross the goal line. Uh, I know in sales training, there used to be this story about the person, how many salespeople give up three yards from the goal line. Hmm. You know, it's just gotten to be too tough unless they quit and they have no idea that they're so close to getting the order. Uh, And for those of you, particularly in transition, you just have to keep working at it and working at it and working at
1: it. Yeah. Yep. The process works, but it works a lot better with somebody beside you that you can trust. Yeah, you will be there. So, uh, and even uh, the uh, in my book in the white shirt, I've even put together a workbook that you can get a group of people together with and and kind of work through that as well. So, uh, it's available on the website, as I recall, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. it's actually yeah. Right now, we it's complimentary with the book now for a while, especially to your guests. We've yeah, you know, I knew I was coming up with you, so I told my well designer, leave it up there because I'm talking to Jeff and I'll offer it to his, you know, his audience. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And I'm going to come back to that in just one second uh, and, and ask, is there anything I haven't asked you about as of yet that we really should cover in the course of this conversation that uh, through my lack of skill, I
1: haven't addressed as of yet? Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think we've covered. A- <laughs> We covered a, a lot of things, uh, but I mean, I can't emphasize more than anything the importance of looking inside before you start looking outside taking that time to really look at, you know, what you have to offer because I, you know, there's no saying if you want something with all your heart, you'll search for it with all your heart. And to do that. Uh, the other thing is my book is designed to help you put together a plan in seven days. That's not the end of it, but you actually will have a plan in my mo my encouragement would be have a plan before you go out there because you'll stand out in the crowd and it'll open up doors. And actually, you'll have a lot of fun doing a job search if you do it this way. And everybody needs a little joy when they're going through this kind of misery and tra- you know this crisis that they're in. So,
0: job, right. hunting.
1: job hunting doesn't have to be hard, difficult, painful, or take a long time. Okay. It's a
0: different skill set to find a yeah. job than to do a job. And the statistics are very clear. 70% of positions are filled as a result of networking. They and are. of that 70%, 70% of them or 49% are people that your network knows who you don't. Right. Yeah. So you've always got to be out there talking to folks. That's right. Mike, this has been delightful. How can people find out more about you and your work?
1: Well, uh, two websites. My uh, first one is michaelallentate.com, A L A N. Uh, and I know, you'll have that up there. And then the whiteshirtbook.com, whiteshirtbook.com. It's all the resources there. There's whiteboard videos that takes you step by step how to put together your plan. There's sample plans. There's all kind of resources. You can actually overview the book in three minutes by seeing the video when you first come on and take a little one minute quiz to find out what kind of career you, might be good for you. So I'd encourage you to do that.
0: The quiz is really sweet. It takes less than five minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike, thank you. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few ways to get even more from me. First of all, visit my website www.TheBigGameHunter.us I have several thousand blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read to help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com where I've curated my information with a focus on interviewing. If you have a few questions, contact me through the Magnify app for iOS. That's Magnify with an I at the end or PrestoExperts.com where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, speaking with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help with a salary negotiation, my trusted advisor services, as well as scheduling me through for Magnify or for prestoexperts.com. Like you, I don't work for free. You can also take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands of courses, not just simply mine. It is a great resource in a variety of different areas. Subscribe to my other podcast, which is called Job Search Radio. This one is number one in Apple podcasts. Job Search Radio is number two. Subscribe to both. You will get great information seven days a week from this show, six days a week from the other. Lastly, I want to encourage you to join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 500 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're building a supportive group there to provide advice and counsel during difficult times. Again, the group on Facebook is called Career Angles. I'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, have a great day. Be great! (coughs)